Uh, so, uh, once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically the section that deals with training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Uh, so when we look at the outline uh, of that section, we divide it into four parts. Uh, first, we have the actual mental training. Uh, and then the second category is the measure of the determination to be free, or the measure of one's renunciation. Uh, the third category is dispelling misconceptions. Uh, and then a fourth category, was, which is ascertaining the nature of the path uh, leading to liberation. Uh, so those are the four categories uh, dealing, uh, that are dealt with in that section on training the mind, the stage of the path, shared in common with beings of medium uh, capacity. Uh, and when we begin, uh, we begin by looking at the first category, which is the mental training. Uh, so the mental training uh, is divided into two categories. Uh, first, identifying the mind intent on liberation, or identifying renunciation, uh, the mind uh, which uh, has renunciation, or the mind which definitely wishes to emerge. Uh, that's the literal word. Uh, if you look at the Tibetan, Neijong, uh, it's uh, def definitely emerge, a, a, a mind that wants to emerge. Uh, so uh, first is identifying that mind. Uh, and then the second category is the uh, method for developing uh, that mind intent on liberation. Uh, so uh, once you get through the first category of the, and identify that mind, then you get into method. And that section on method then is uh, um, broken down into two different parts. Uh, first, a reflection on suffering and its origin. Uh, and then a second category, which is a reflection uh, from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, so uh, the first uh, category, reflection on suffering and its origin, uh, begins with uh, another breakdown, uh, which is first the reflection on suffering. Uh, and that is divided into two categories, uh, reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, uh, and then a, a second category of reflection on uh, cyclic existence uh, in terms of origin, or the process of <coughs> cyclic existence uh, in terms of origin. Um, so the first category, reflection on uh, the, uh, the truth of suffering, uh, the faults of cyclic existence, there are two categories that are under that. Uh, the first category is showing the significance of the Buddha's uh, asserting the truth of suffering as the first uh, among the Four Noble Truths, uh, showing that that's the order, with the truth of suffering being first. Uh, and then a second category, which is the actual meditation uh, on suffering. 
Yeah, so w once we get through that, uh, show, uh, once you've shown the significance of that the first noble truth being the truth of suffering, then we go to uh, that next category, the actual meditation on suffering. And in that we find reflection on uh, the eight types of suffering, reflection on the uh, six types of suffering, reflection on the three types of suffering, uh, and so forth. So uh, then once we uh, get through that section, uh, then we get into the actual reflection on the process of cyclic existence uh, in terms of origin. Uh, and then the, uh, that section then is broken down into three categories. And that's where we currently are. And uh, um, that those categories are um, uh, how the afflictions arise, uh, second category, how you thereby accumulate karma, uh, and then the third category, um, uh, which is how you die and are reborn. Uh, so those are the three categories we'll be dealing with. Uh, and I will tell you the page number in one moment. Uh, I believe it's around 300. Yeah. 296. Okay, so we're going to start uh, under, uh, I'm sorry, on page 307. Um, we're going to start uh, with how you die uh, and are reborn. Sumbo so on page 307 you'll see uh, under the major heading how you die and are reborn uh, Lama Tsongkhapa has divided that section into five different parts first the causes of death second, the mind at death, third, where heat gathers, fourth, how you reach the uh, intermediate state after death, or how you reach the bardo uh, after death, and then five, how you then take rebirth. ne so, 
so the causes of death so death from exhaustion of your lifespan means dying after you have used up all the lifespan that was projected uh, by your previous karma uh, as the time has come you die um, so this is the first uh, among these uh, causes of death. Uh, and it doesn't matter uh, what age you're at. Uh, you, if you've lived 20 years or you've lived 30 years or you've lived 100 years, uh, when the time comes that your uh, previous uh, um, uh, life's karma that is projecting uh, this current um, basis uh, um, loses its uh, potency uh, um, uh, so, uh, um, like, lo loses up its uh, potency, uh, then at that time you die. Um, so it doesn't matter at, at what age you are. It, it just matters um, whether uh, it, uh, it depends on this, the potency uh, of the karma that is allowing one uh, to be alive. Um, so this is, here it says, after you have used up all the lifespan that was projected by your previous karma. So the, the previous karma uh, projecting this current life. And once the potency for that projection is no longer there, uh, then one dies. So that's the exhaustion of the uh, potential for that arisal is number one. Uh, and then number two says death from exhaustion of merit means uh, for example, dying deprived of the necessities of life. So dying uh, um, because you don't have uh, um, things that you, you must or things that are needed, such as food, or dying because uh, you don't have any water or anything to drink. Uh, so this is a second cause of death. Uh, and then number three, uh, it says um, uh, there is also death from failure uh, to... Uh, avoid danger in regard to which uh, the sutras list nine causes and conditions for premature death. So Rinpoche said, uh, explain the first two uh, and read the third, and then we'll he'll now explain number three. <coughs> She 
Okay. Kala 
Okay. Sit So we have um, uh, these causes of death uh, that are presented here. I'll count them after. And uh, it says death from exhaustion of of, uh, your lifespan is the first one. Uh, Death from exhaustion of your merit is the second. Uh, Now we've arrived at uh, death from failure to avoid danger in regard to which the sutras list nine causes and conditions for uh, premature death. Uh, So first is overeating. Uh, So this is just eating and eating and eating uh, um, uh, to the point where you die. Um, So this is uh, the first cause of death. Uh, Second is eating something uh, undigestible. Uh, so Rinpoche gave uh, an example of, for instance, eating rocks. Uh, so this would be a cause for death if you ate something that you, your body couldn't process. Um, uh, number two. Uh, number three uh, is eating without having digested the previous meal. Uh, so this again is um, just eating. Uh, once you've uh, finished eating a meal, uh, eating another right on top of it uh, without um, fully digesting the one that you already ate. Uh, and then failing to expel undigested food that has accumulated in the stomach. Um, so this is uh, um, a food uh, stays in one's stomach uh, and, and doesn't uh, leave uh, for some period of time. Um, and if this happens, this becomes a cause for death. Uh, so if you're not able to get that out somehow, um, then this becomes a cause for death. 
Uh, and then num the next one is uh, intestinal obstruction. So if something's actually caught in the intestines, um, and then that uh, itself can cause death. I asked Rinpoche what was the, the difference between that and the one before it. Um, and, and Rinpoche said that this was just the stomach has something in it, and this is specifically the intestines uh, have something in them. Uh, so that was the answer. Uh, and not relying on uh, specific medicines for specific illnesses. Um, so uh, uh, you have to make sure that you're taking the right medicines um, um, that are meant for uh, what you're trying to treat because there are some medicines that, for instance, have an interaction. If you put them together, uh, then they can actually become poisonous to you. Um, you have to make sure that you have the specific medicine that is, net, is right for what your illness is uh, um, and is able to be taken with uh, other medications that you have. Um, so uh, this is not, not relying on uh, specific medicines for specific illnesses. So that's the meaning of that. Failing to understand the distinction between accustomed and unaccustomed activities. Uh, so, I asked Rinpoche uh, what this meant. Um, it's something that you're familiar with having uh, um, versus something that you aren't familiar with. Um, and uh, Rinpoche said, uh, um, um, doing, it's, a, it's almost like uh, um, eating something that you're not familiar with. So, uh, this can be a cause of untimely death. Um, so you're familiar with what, what you can have, and you take that. But if you have something that's unfamiliar, this could be a cause uh, for untimely death. Uh, so this is what this accustomed and unaccustomed activities. Uh, untimely death, accidental death, uh, is for instance maybe uh, drowning, falling off a boat and drowning, uh, or um, when just something that could happen. Uh, outside uh, um, accidentally that would uh, um, cause you to die. Uh, so this is uh, an untimely death, accidental death. Uh, and engaging in uh, sexual inter intercourse. Uh, and Rinpoche said that when you look at the commentary uh, on this uh, in Basu Chuji Jetson's uh, um, section, it states that this is referring to uh, one's age, if one is um, uh, at, a, at an age where it is um, harmful to have intercourse uh, and then one has intercourse, this can become a cause for death. Um, so um, Rinpoche noted that about the final one about uh, sexual intercourse in, in, in the commentary saying it's referring to uh, age. ま、ざんばしょばてげ。ずぶんねうげねめなこまるわ。ま、ざんばしょばてげ。ま、ざんばしょばてげ。ずぶんねうげれまで。はぶのはん。ま、ざんばしょ。ま、ざんばしょばて
if one is a, a woman, uh, uh, if I have sexual intercourse, will this be harmful to me? Uh, is this something that's harmful? Uh, and then uh, um, ask if uh, um, someone is older, um, saying, you know, what will what harm harm can be done by having uh, engaging in this right now? Can it harm me? Um, so is it harmful to uh, uh, someone who is older, or isn't it harmful? Um, so all these questions come up, uh, and uh, doubts arise about this statement that's being made, uh, and that's why there's the commentaries that state that uh, this is what it means. But then when we look at the commentary, we also have to question it and then say, um, so what? what is the harm if someone is old? Uh, um, so we have to ask these questions and investigate it. So some texts state that uh, sexual intercourse uh, doesn't harm the body at all. ギーセンドテンバチョワギーセンドテンバチョワムギーセンドテンバチョワロマテンセンドテンバチョワソンウロタチーセンチーセンソンレギーセンドテンバチョワネサランキンハテンバホンジェンチテンドチュバヤンロ
So, the mind at death, dying with a virtuous mind. So, when we look at the mind at death, uh, it can be divided into two categories the coarse mind at death, uh, and then the subtle mind at death. So, the uh, coarse mind at death is referring to uh, that mind. Uh, that goes through the process with the dissolution of the uh, various elements, uh, the fire, the wa uh, water, the wind, uh, um, uh, the, the earth, uh, and uh, s uh, space. Satchu, Melon. Earth, water, wind, uh, fire, uh, and space. So the dissolution of those elements and the mind at death. This is the coarse form. Uh, and the mind at death can be, uh, um, uh, it, the state of the mind at death uh, can be divided into all three of those categories, virtuous, uh, non-virtuous, uh, and that which hasn't been presented in scripture, ethically neutral. Um, so there are, uh, uh, it says, those who die with virtuous minds, whether through remembering uh, on their own or through being reminded by others turn their minds to virtues such as faith for as long as coarse discrimination ordinary types of consciousness remains in the case of death for those who have cultivated either virtue uh, or non-virtue unequally they, not, they either remember on their own or reminded by others what they have become accustomed to do and repeatedly in the past and this becomes extremely powerful their minds then become absorbed in this and forget all else uh, if they are equally familiar with not virtue and non-virtue, then they cannot stop remembering what they remember first and cannot engage their minds in anything else. Uh, so this is referring to that coarse mind at death. The, the subtle mind at death uh, is referring to uh, the mind that eventually is the most subtle uh, mind of clear light, the death, death mind, uh, the clear light uh, mind at death, I guess uh, one would say. Uh, so the clear light mind uh, at death. Um, so that it's stated that the uh, mind rides on the wind and that there are the central channel uh, and then there is a right and a left channel. Uh, and the the. Roman 
The most subtle mind of, uh, of clear light at death is the mind that uh, is exposed when the uh, knots uh, that are not allowing the wind to go into the central channel uh, there are knots at the uh, um, various chakra areas uh, here in this uh, um, crown area and the throat area uh, and the stomach area and secret area and there are knots and, and if these knots are able to be undone that are not allowing the air into the central channel um, then at that point one can experience the mind of clear light. Um, and if I've made any mistakes translating, I apologize. I just uh, some of this vocabulary I, I don't have. Um, uh, but uh, so there are these. This is the distinction when it talks about the coarse consciousness and a mind at death, uh, and then the subtle uh, mind at death. So the subtle mind at death is only uh, um, in the category of that which hasn't been presented in scripture or ethically neutral. Uh, so the subtle mind of clear light, the death, uh, is is neutral. Uh, it doesn't uh, have virtue or non-virtue. Whereas the um, coarse mind at death uh, can be virtuous, non-virtuous, or ethically neutral. Um, so this is the distinction between coarse uh, and subtle, uh, and. Think that that is it. That's it. Lesser. Lesser. What 
so the way the elements dissolves and uh, what effect they have is as follows. Uh, so the earth element uh, dissolves into the water element. Uh, so the earth element is responsible for the body's rigidity. Um, and when this disillusion takes place, the body uh, becomes very um, loose uh, and not rigid. Um, it loses its uh, ability to um, have any kind of posture. Um, so it loses its ability to be rigid uh, once the earth element dissolves into the water element. Uh, the next part of the, uh, our dissolution uh, is that the uh, water element then dissolves into the fire element. So once we uh, have this di the, um, water el element dissolve, then at that point uh, we dry, we are very uh, dry. Uh, so our mouths uh, become very dry uh, and our body inside be uh, begins to uh, become drier. Um, so uh, this is what happens when the um, uh, fire uh, um, I'm sorry, the uh, um, water dissolves into the fire. Uh, the next thing that happens is the fire uh, dissolves into the wind. Um, and uh, the, the fire element is responsible for the warmth of our body. Um, so uh, once this fire element uh, dissolves into the wind element, uh, then we become cold. We no longer have that internal warmth. Uh, so this is what uh, happens at this step. Uh, and then the, the next step is that the wind element dissolves into the mental consciousness itself. Uh, so uh, when we're, uh, the actual breathing ceases, the actual breathing in and out uh, that um, someone is doing uh, ceases, uh, at that time then the um, uh, wind element has dissolved into uh, the mental consciousness. Uh, so uh, this is the order in which uh, the elements dissolve. The earth dissolves into the water, the water dissolves into the fire, the fire dissolves into the wind, the wind dissolves into the mental consciousness uh, itself. Uh, and that's the dissolution of the elements. <laughs> What <laughs> When we look at what the course consciousness is doing at the time of death, we find the dissolution of the earth element into the water element, and the water element into the fire element, and the fire uh, uh, element into the wind element and then the wind element dissolving into the mental consciousness uh, itself. Um, so there are uh, coarse uh, and subtle 
um, states during this pro uh, the mind. Uh, there are, of course, in su subtle, subtle states uh, that the mind at death experiences, uh, and this is the coarse state uh, that uh, it experiences. You need something you did. Kaishi <laughs> um, so, the, the subtle mind of clear light at death is necessarily uh, that which hasn't been presented in scripture, whereas the coarse mind at death that experiences the disillusion of those elements uh, can be it can uh, be found to be virtuous, non-virtuous, uh, and then uh, that which hasn't been presented in scripture uh, or uh, ethically neutral. Uh, and then there's a, there's a part um, that I'm missing. Uh, Rimchi is explaining the uh, process uh, that takes place in, at the, the dying process at a subtle level. Um, and I'm missing some vocabulary that I'm just not going to be able to just pull out um, so I apologize for that, um, but Rimchi is explaining how uh, this disillusion takes place and then the mental consciousness uh, itself is left uh, and if, if it is present within the, the central channel, uh, then it is, the, it is the mind of clear light at that point. <laughs> So then we can have doubts because various lamas have uh, been present uh, and uh, at, after they have been uh, pronounced dead, uh, seemingly present after they have been pronounced uh, dead. For instance, Ling Rinpoche uh, was still found to be warm uh, and uh, abiding in, in some kind of uh, state uh, uh, um, for 14 days, for 14 days. Um, so would this be the coarse um, mind at death that he's, that he's experiencing or the subtle mind at death that is being experienced at that point? Because Rinpoche said there's still, what the science found is that there was still a uh, heat, still warmth 
So that means that there is still a coarse, potentially, uh, because the elements are at a coarse level, uh, a coarse mind at death present. Um, so it's a doubt that arises when we look at these examples uh, that uh, seem to contradict um, uh, or, or um, um, require more investigation uh, in order to uh, um, understand how they compare to uh, each other. So there are uh, many uh, um, positions that are uh, taken on the Nyapajakins. So there are many examples of those who have uh, been able to stay in this state after death. In Kashi Nishu. Uh, there was also one uh, person who stayed, Nishu Sajie, 24. 21. 21, Nishu 21 days. Uh, so there's a, uh, um, previously a master who stayed 21 days in that state. Uh, they don't breathe. But the body itself is still warm, there's no cold. So there's a uh, there's still that mind at death is present, mind at the time of death is present for them. So, um, for <coughs> us, uh, we are able to, um, at the time of death, when this uh, earth is dissolving into the water, and the water is dissolving into the fire, and the fire is dissolving into the, dissolving rather into the wind, and the wind is dissolving into the mental consciousness, uh, during this time we're able to generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta and think about uh, emptiness uh, and also uh, going for refuge uh, and by doing this uh, at the time of death while, while we are dying uh, if our mind is doing this uh, then we'll be able to quickly be reborn into the the so then this uh, if we're able to uh, generate these uh, things in our mind think about emptiness and bodhicitta uh, and uh, going for refuge, then we'll be able to quickly, because this is a virtuous mind at death, uh, we'll be able to be quickly born into the higher realms of cyclic existence. So when we get to this section, dying with a virtuous mind, uh, Jayan Sheba states that there are five categories. Okay, so we're going to take a short break uh, and uh, have snack. Sorry. I made a towel on the car, yeah. Okay, thank you. Deep so.
so we're on page 307, and uh, it's the mind at death uh, that we're dealing with. Uh, and it's dying with a virtuous mind. And Jayan Sheva's uh, commentary states that there are six categories uh, in this section. Uh, oh, there are five. I apologize. Five categories. Gizan what <laughs> Tebala ギーセンの、ギーセンの君と勝負をすることばでね。あ、オッケー、オッケー。ギーセンだって、ちょうどね、ランキーテンバーは全然全部勝負やんのでて、ばらすぶちゅんでしらばんじょいばと、センラ
uh, made offerings. We generated the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, we thought about emptiness. Um, by doing these things, we generated virtue. Um, so by recalling on our own these things that we previously became familiarized, we're able to abide in a virtuous state of mind um, because of our previous uh, familiarity with it. Um, and then it says, um, uh, on their own or through being reminded by others. If one isn't able to on their own uh, through f because of previous familiarization, um, recall these uh, virtuous things in order to have a virtuous mind at death, then he or she can be helped uh, by someone else uh, and reminded, oh, you should do this, you should go for refuge, you should generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, you should make offerings, etc., uh, etc. Et um, so this is the first category uh, which deals with um, dying with a virtuous mind um, uh, um, and in, in this through remembering is remembering the previous virtue that you engaged in. Uh, so it's that's what one is remembering. That's the first. So here, uh, then uh, now we get into number two uh, in the categ five categories. Uh, in the case of death, for those who have cultivated either virtue or non-virtue unequally, they, they either remember on their own or are reminded by uh, others what they have become accustomed to do repeatedly in the past, and this becomes extremely powerful. Um, so here, uh, this is either virtuous or non-virtuous, uh, and this is uh, if one can remember on on his or her own 
um, the previous positive things that were done, if there were positive, virtuous things done, uh, then one is able to um, uh, have a virtuous mind at death. Uh, or if, if maybe someone could remind you uh, to sway your mind in that direction towards virtue. Um, but then there's also the potential uh, for non-virtue. Um, and it says what they have become accustomed to repeatedly in the past. So what has been repeatedly familiarized, what has been repeatedly re familiarized with, um, if one thinks about it uh, on one from, uh, from uh, one's own side, uh, if it is virtuous, uh, then one will have this virtuous mind. But if it's a non-virtuous that one is more familiar with, then one will have a non-virtuous mind at the time of death. So this is either remembering oneself, remembering uh, these things, uh, um, uh, or having someone help help you remember remember them. Uh, so this is a uh, first category is dying with virtuous mind. The second category gets into uh, virtuous and non-virtuous. Somba nega nega la somba kuna ne tambu kanta ba tele duba manjute sejent manjuko sa ta gwa da magwa nega la somba nyambre de na gwa sa gwa sa na tiba sa ndabu re de na ana tambu kartens mo na wate jebun me ungre sa kanta ba tele duba manjute ne sejent manjuko sa so their minds then become absorbed in this and forget all else. Uh, so that's uh, uh, just the tail end of that last one, which was number two. Uh, then number three, um, if they are equally familiar with both virtue and non-virtue, then they cannot uh, stop remembering what they remembered first and cannot engage their minds in anything else. Uh, so here this is uh, um, uh, whatever comes first at the time of death because there's this equal familiarization with virtue and non-virtue. Um, whatever comes up first uh, is what the mind stays at at the time of death because then uh, it becomes fixated on that one thing uh, and can't really think of something new, can't really um, um, have any kind of new experience or uh, new input. Um, so this is uh, um, what the third category deals with, that um, if you have this equal non-virtue and virtue, uh, whatever thought comes up first. If it's misdeed, then it's non-virtue. If it's virtue, then uh, positive, then it will be virtue. So this is what is meant by number three. Okay, think so. <laughs>
Che Uh, so then number five, uh, those who have cultivated virtue seem to pass from darkness into light. As they die, uh, various pleasant and attractive images appear as though in a dream. They die comfortably, and at the point of death, intense feelings of suffering do not arise uh, in their body. Um, so um, here, uh, this is number four. Uh, it says, those who have cultivated virtue seem to pass from darkness into light. Uh, as they uh, die, various pleasant and attractive images appear as though in a dream. Um, so it, it's when someone's dying uh, and they have uh, this virtuous uh, mind at the time of death, uh, it starts out in a very, very dark... Uh, uh, you start out uh, and everything is very, very dark. Uh, and then uh, you slowly... Uh, everything uh, becomes uh, much lighter and to the point of very, where it's very light and then everything you see is pleasant. Uh, everything you see uh, has <coughs> an attractiveness uh, to it. Um, and, and there isn't any kind of um, discomfort that, take, that uh, happens during that type of dying uh, process because of uh, the mind uh, at the time of death. <laughs> So number five uh, is, for those who are currently doing what is right, uh, the final agony of death is minimal. Um, and, uh, 
Oh, okay. So, less uh, uh, so, um, so, those who are currently doing what is right, I asked Rinpoche what that means. Um, so, doing what is right is um, those who are dying with a virtuous mind. Um, so, those beings who are dying with a virtuous mind is, are those who are doing what is right. So, at that time, they're doing what is right uh, um, because you want a virtuous mind uh, at the time of death. Um, and the final agony of death is minimal. So for those people who are dying with a virtuous mind, there isn't uh, very much pain, uh, there isn't very much um, agony when you die. Um, so uh, that's it. Uh, so those are the five categories uh, that explain uh, this one category of dying with a virtuous mind. Um, so uh, we can uh, look at these uh, virtuous minds uh, and understand them by just knowing and looking at the uh, outline. The sec- un- virtuous minds section by knowing and understanding the outline. So now we've arrived at uh, non-virtuous mind, and the section on non-virtuous mind uh, can be divided into six categories according to Jayan Sheva. So dying with a non-virtuous mind, those who die with non-virtuous minds, whether through remembering on their own or through being reminded by others, remember non-virtue, such as attachment, for as long as coarse discrimination remains. Uh, at the point of death, they experience intense physical pain. When those who... Intense physical pain. That's, that's the first one among the six. That's it. Uh, 
When those who are currently cultivating non-virtue die, they experience signs foretelling the effects of the non-virtue that they have engaged in, as if in a nightmare many unpleasant images appear to them. They pass from light to darkness. So here, this is very similar to the previous one, where instead of going from light and darkness into light, they pass from light into darkness. So this is for someone who has a non-virtuous mind. And it says, the signs are that they experience signs foretelling the effects of the non-virtue they have engaged in. So they have these almost nightmares and visions of these non-virtuous things that cause them to abide in the non-virtuous state because of this previously kind of familiar familiarity. So this is the next one. Uh, um, and then uh, Some Breathing. So now we uh, get to the this Sumba. Sumba, 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 Sumba,
so this is uh, now number three. Uh, so it's going to talk about those who have committed uh, extremely uh, um, bad uh, non-virtues. Um, so they pa uh, pass from light to darkness. So this begins number three. When those who have committed serious non-virtuous actions observe these unpleasant signs, uh, they experience physical pain and their hair stands on end. They shake their hands and feet, uh, avoid urine and excrement, uh, excrement, reach up toward the sky, roll their eyes, uh, roll their eyes back, drool, uh, and more. And more. So uh, here this is saying, for those who have committed a very bad non-virtue, uh, and they have uh, the, these signs that were previous me previously mentioned that are like visions, like a nightmare, um, while they're passing into this darkness. Um, uh, so then they, they uh, have this uh, experience of a physical pain um, and, and all of the hairs on their body stand up uh, and, and then it says that they shake their hands and feet and actually uh, defecate on themselves, urinate on themselves. Uh, and this is, uh, um, all, these are all signs of, uh, um, and that the non-virtue uh, is present. Uh, it says they uh, reach up toward the sky, roll their eyes back, drool and more. Dean. What the what is my Zumbaro Zuba what the butter? Deba Mago Chimusagan to lower the non damra doja mumure. Tajiba del Tiba, Mago and Dean Sagan Zule, and then no one chimut chimusagan, you want non to cashi with some of you, Maris. Get the what the Jibatre, get the Mago and Dean Sheba Yena. Tadale Kaji Jonasa, Deba Magoa Sabi, Ne Shindigan to get Tele, Shetan Juma, Tenalu, Tamayumar Kaji Mures, Kaji Jonas, Kaji Majumi, Ne Zuba Majumosa, Deba Chibusagan de Luma Najite, Tamat and Dinsagan Luma, Zuba Majumos, Jepa. What is Jiba? The Jiba. Jiba Manumos. Okay. 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 Uh, then not all these things will happen. Some will and some will not. Wrongdoers suffer terrible agony at the moment of death, such as agony is found everywhere that beings are born, uh, except uh, among deities uh, and hell beings. Um, so if there's medium amount of non-virtue, uh, then not all of the um, a sequence of things will happen um, uh, necessarily. Um, but there will be uh, a suffering. Um, no matter what, though, wherever one is born, uh, it, and it says even uh, uh, except for such places, it says except for deities and hell beings. Rimche, Garshining Elwapa. Ah. Uh. Yeah. 
Okay, so number four deals with the medium non-virtue um, and ends, uh, if we're looking at the outline, uh, where it says some will, and, uh, uh, some will and some will not. And then number five starts here. Wrongdoers suffer uh, terrible agony at the moment of death. Such agony is found everywhere that beings are, are born. Uh, except uh, among deities and hell beings. So that sentence is number five. Um, oh. <laughs> Chi the <laughs> Lesser. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, number five, such agony is found everywhere that beings are born, uh, except among deities and hell beings. Um, so this uh, statement, uh, Rinpoche said, made him really have doubts and not understand uh, um, why this would be made, that um, if the uh, hell beings uh, the, are abiding in the greatest amount of suffering, uh, and it takes the greatest amount of non-virtue 
in order to create uh, the hell, uh, hell beings, in order to create that state of existence. Um, so it says, wrongdoers suffer terrible agony at the moment of death. Uh, uh, such agony is found everywhere that beings are born. And then it says, except here and here. Um, and Rinpoche is saying that perhaps, uh, 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 no, Rinpoche is saying that they have the greatest amount of, of happiness in the deity realm uh, and the greatest amount of suffering uh, in the hell realm. Um, so uh, you would think that in the hell realm, that, that because it is the greatest amount of non-virtue, uh, that the non-virtuous mind, the, the greatest non-virtuous mind would have to have been present in order to create this hell realm uh, rebirth. So there must be a wrongdoer that has to suffer terrible agony at the moment of death. Um, so Rinpoche said he looked in all of the different Lam Rims and commentaries to try to find some clarification of uh, why this statement is made. That um, uh, it says that, uh, that there is an exception made for deities uh, and hell beings, uh, and it seems like um, hell beings definitely would um, have this terrible agony uh, at the moment of death. Um, but but um, the Rinpoche the the Ngel Wapa? Nyobatadu <laughs> so Rinpoche is saying if you look at it like that the hell beings are already experiencing the greatest amount of suffering and agony at that moment at all times anyway uh, then they don't then this statement would be okay uh, because if you're looking at it like that um, then it makes sense that the, uh, the gods uh, don't experience uh, suffering um, whatsoever um, and the uh, hell being uh, don't experience the gods don't have the ability to experience um, uh, this agony um, that's shown here and the, the hell beings are already always experiencing agony um, so there wouldn't be this separate kind of agony that uh, there would be for others um, so that's uh, uh, another way uh, that you could look at it uh, and then number six. So number six uh, is dealing with uh, um, the attachment one has to the eye, one, the attachment that one has to the self. At the time of death, whereupon discrimination will become unclear, beings are attached to the self with which uh, they have long time been familiar. Um, so one uh, suddenly has this attachment to oneself and says, I'm going to die. 
um, and then uh, it, uh, um, and then one goes into the uh, intermediate state that um, after this thought and then a, a series of, of um, things that happen. Mm. Um, so if someone though has this uh, at the time of death this non-virtuous mind and then some they're encouraged by others uh, to have a, a virtuous mind and to uh, remember um, things that are virtuous then there can be a transformation uh, and a change that takes place for that person and then they can be born uh, into the higher realms of cyclic existence when they die uh, because of that virtuous <coughs> mind that they were encouraged to uh, have. But then the same is true for those who uh, um, um, have a virtuous mind. Um, Hopefully I said before, um, those who have a non-virtuous mind but then are encouraged to be virtuous uh, can go to the higher realms. Likewise, those who have a virtuous mind but are encouraged to engage in misdeeds and encouraged to think of things that are non-virtue, non-virtuous could also be um, changed and then be born into the lower realms of cyclic existence, the three lower realms of cyclic existence by that negative encouragement. Um, so the same <coughs> is true. Uh, positive and negative uh, um, kind of um, um, influence at the time of death. So it's very important that at the time of death we, we have the method to uh, cultivate a virtuous mind. Uh, so today's Mother's Day, so we should uh, make very good asp uh, aspirations for our mothers and make uh, good dedication for our mothers. All of our mothers have been so uh, kind. Um, we should uh, make very uh, good aspiration for them. Okay, so uh, I guess we will end right here. Uh, so we'll do the uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this is a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. And to dedicate whatever virtues I've collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrabha to shine forever, I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse it three times, I also dedicate all my roots of worship for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all happiness. This all powerful Avogadeshbar, Tenzin Yatso, stay until samsara's end. 
I pray for the long life, the precious cancer Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiru, Chikuchi, Shabi, Devon, Metsu, Lamu, Chemo, Kami, 